Blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. Matthew 13. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. This morning's Gospel describes to us the great compassion of Jesus. It is first and foremost a miracle narrative, letting his first century audience know that he is the promised Messiah of Isaiah. Quote, then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Aside from the display of Jesus' power as Messiah, today's gospel reminds us of three things which are central to Christian living. First, that Christianity embraces both the physical and the spiritual world. Secondly, the compassionate nature of Jesus, not just towards crowds, but towards individuals. And third, the ability to truly see and hear what God is doing in the world. The concern that Jesus had for this man's physical infirmities shows us that Jesus cared for his whole person. He came not only to save our souls, but to redeem us both in body and soul. There is something to be learned here, because we so we easily fall into the error of separating the two, particularly when it comes to mission. We sometimes think that our faith is only concerned with the spiritual. What happens to our bodies does not matter so much, we tell ourselves. This is the mistake of the missionary who wants to only save someone's soul, while what that person may also need is water, food, shelter, and relationship. The other extreme is the missionary or aid worker who only sees the physical poverty. He or she wants to heal the weak, the sick, the poor, but can often miss the inner pain, which is not so obvious. As Christians, we embrace the spiritual world and the physical world, the inner and outer pain, which is reflected not only in the miracles of Jesus, but also in the sacraments of the church. How do we minister to others in order to show compassion for their whole being? We do this by embracing the reality that poverty and sickness are not merely physical problems, but whole person problems. In his book, Walking with the Poor, Bryant Myers conducted large-scale interviews with those suffering in the developing world. He discovered that their understanding of their own poverty was primarily about loneliness and helplessness. I would imagine that the inability to hear or to speak would create a sense of isolation, loneliness, and helplessness. The man who Jesus healed today in the Gospel was not just physically disabled, but he must have been suffering from all sorts of emotional and spiritual pain. When Jesus heals this man, he does all sorts of seemingly odd things to him which might sound disgusting to us. This may sound disgusting, or it may be the, sound like the incantations of a miracle worker, but theologian Tim Keller notes that in all of Jesus' previous miracles, 
such as the calming of the storm and the healing of the Syrophoenician woman's daughter, the miracles happened immediately with no incantations. So what is Jesus doing by touching the man and removing him out from the crowd? Jesus is not doing this for the sake of the miracle, but for the sake of the man being healed. He does not make a spectacle of this man. The healing actually takes place in private, apart from the crowd. Because this man was deaf, he could not properly use his tongue, and he must have been mocked and despised his entire life. So instead of making a scene while he heals the man, Jesus gives this man space to experience personal, whole body salvation. The physical gift of touch was a part of this man's healing. The image of Jesus, this image of Jesus, is one we need to meditate on so that we can more properly interact with those who suffer around us. Lastly, the physical experience of ears being opened and a tongue being loosed do point us to a deeper spiritual reality which Jesus often speaks. You will notice that many of the parables, for example, the parable of the sower and the seed, Jesus ends with the phrase, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now here, Jesus is not just talking about physical ears. This implies that not all have the ears necessary to hear what God is saying in the world. The question for us is, how do we develop the ears to hear and the eyes to see what God is doing? We develop a sense of spiritual discernment by exercising spiritual disciplines. We would not expect a proficient baseball player to have the ability to hit a home run without practicing hitting the ball daily. This is the same with the spiritual life. To see what God is doing in the world, we must first immerse ourselves in God's world. We can do this through the disciplines of morning and evening prayer that our tradition has given us. We can do this through attendance at the altar and participation in the Eucharist. So this morning, as we come to the Lord's table, we reflect on the great compassion of Jesus towards other, towards others, and towards us, and remembering that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And in this meal, Christ feeds us both physically and spiritually, so that we may forever dwell with him and he with us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.